what? I know exactly. Everything's digital today. What's happening this week everyone? My name is Shivaji and welcome to an all new episode of All Things Digital, your daily lowdown on all the exciting and sometimes not so exciting work being done in the field of digital in India. I hope you've been uh, following all the weekly digital updates on my podcast cause I decided to bring you guys something special this week. Um this week this episode is technically a first because today is not really about a weekly digital news. Uh today we have a very special guest with us to kickstart my guest series Vartalap. which essentially means conversation and well that's exactly what we'll be doing here hopefully once a fortnight as the name suggests vartalaps on all things digital are going to be more about concrete discussions about the digital industry sometimes arguments and well sometimes fun stories because i love stories guys and uh, what it won't be is a one sided q&a of course there there will be questions uh, but my guests have every right to question me as well and you will see how Coming to my first guest, I first came to know of her while researching for a micro photography influencers list for my client 2 years back. I loved her content almost immediately, not because of just the stunning pictures she had posted, but for the story she was telling in her sto- uh, in her posts. Her captions were so intriguing and interesting that I I called her and I asked her if she wanted to come on board Im- almost immediately. After some hesitation she agreed what what well what happened on the campaign is another story i will discuss that on some other day or maybe with her today but personally i was fascinated by the other work she was doing in the field of advertising photography vatalap had to begin with her not only because of what i have learned from her but uh, also well because she loves to talk just like me so you know let's welcome hadi parekh um photographer and content creator to our very first episode of Vartalap. How are you Riddhi and how's the last couple of months been for you? Hi Shivaji, how are you first of all? I'm good, I'm good, everything's good. Uh, we're all lining at home. Right. So, <laughs> it's 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 been interesting. But yeah, yeah. How, how are you? I'm good. Uh it's been I mean it's difficult for somebody who is forever traveling like almost mm. till 29th of February I was shooting uh non stop and i was traveling um and then i had projects lined up in march uh, end of march and then uh by the time we could get around doing them uh the lockdown and you know all the corona thing had already heightened up right so since march till now i'm i've been at home <laughs> just <laughs> finishing some edit work but nothing more than that Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I was I was actually just explaining to everyone like what Vartalap is and how hmm. it's basically about having very casual chill conversations about my guests with my guests, the work okay. they do with the industry and some, you know, fun stories always thrown in. So, right. I will begin our conversation our Vartalap today, you know, with a little introduction about you first. I mean, I understand we spoke about, you know, like right now you're sitting at home, but what's right. what's, you know, like I mean, what 
I mean, you're a photographer, and right. I read in an old interview somewhere that you know you used to work in an ad agency. Correct. I think you had a had like a life changing conversation with a colleague, and right. You decided, you know, that you want to try your hand at photography. Correct. So, if if it's not a two person story to share, I mean, what yeah. was that conversation like, and what 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 were you doing there at the agency, and what happened there? Um okay first of all I have always been a creative kid I was never inclined um you know study wise uh I used to do really miserable when it came to anything which was history maths geography none of that ever uh you know got into my brain the right. only thing that I was really good at was art since the big beginning uh but when we were growing up I think at that point nobody really knew the prospect of being an artist like I didn't know if you could like drawing could be a career you right. know or illustrating or any of those could be careers um and i think after 12th uh, it was a newly used uh, um, you know course called as bmm which is bachelor's of mass media Man. which is yeah yeah quite popular now but uh, i was the second batch overall so it oh. was yeah i was fairly it was fairly new like nobody knew about the bachelor's of uh, mass media back then uh okay. and uh, i i joined that and it completely opened my mind and uh, because all of the sudden i i was introduced to uh, subjects like you know film understanding of film there was photography also uh, right. there was ad design uh, there was advertising so i majored in advertising and okay. throughout uh, my 3 years of bachelors i used to go and do different different internships during my summer vacation so i did three internships right um from copywriting to uh, client servicing to ad dis- uh, you know uh, even the graphic designing and all that oh. and the only yeah the only thing that i really wanted to do was graphic designing throughout the 3 years that i was in bmm um yeah, right. yeah i learned how to do corel draw and you know photoshop and all of that i did uh only to realize that uh, in order to be a really good graphic designer you need to have a formal training of say fine art or uh, commercial arts from jj or aheja you know any of those art right. schools right. and i was not so good that i would get away without doing any formal training which is 5 years of training so right. Right. uh i i graduated with good marks and uh, i joined uh, that time a very newly formed uh, ad agency called as creative land asia which is very big around now nice right, um, right. and huge. yeah it's huge now i mean i used to i i interned in gray and anu joseph who is the oh. creative head right now used to work over there as a copywriter and we became friends okay. when i was interning and he said that once your college is over i'm joining this new agency which is opened uh, going to be run by uh, the creative head of gray that time which was raj kurup and okay. uh, yeah right. so vikram gaikwad so both of them are opening so why don't you join so i finished my graduation and then the next day of my exam i was there interviewing and the third day i joined and nice. but i joined as a brand planner i obviously didn't get any job as a graphic designing graphic person design, right yeah right. um and uh, i hated it <laughs> <laughs> i absolutely hated it uh, brand planning was not planned in in any of my plans and right. i had already tried copywriting i had already tried uh, you know client servicing i already knew i didn't want to do any of that 
uh, and my heart was set on designing for some reason and and the more time i was spending in that ad agency as a brand planner the more and more i was realizing that how much one i hate my job and two how how um, i'm not as good as the people over there sitting over there doing graphic designing so right. i was very lost as a creative kid you know like i was 19 so right. uh just having a casual conversation with one of my colleagues and he saw i was really upset so he asked me casually that you know if you could pick any dream job what it would be uh, you know what it would be right. and he's like don't think about the possibility of it happening uh i mean like whether you are you know educated enough or do you have the bright stream or means just think of it as a dream job that if you could get what would it be Right. and both the answers that i gave were so unlike me because i'd never ever considered any of them as my job options one was pilot and <laughs> the other one was a wildlife night nagio photographer oh. and i was so surprised with that answer because never in my dreams i had thought i would want to be a photographer and never in my dreams i wanted to be a pilot so it just um, came out it just came moment. out i think uh, i had this really uh, uh hot uh, neighbor uh, <laughs> who, who who was a pilot and uh, i used to hear his stories that you know he's traveling from one place to the other and i was like that's so fascinating so maybe right. that is one one of the reasons and i might have seen like some uh, nagio pe wildlife pe photography right. documentary i must have seen so i don't know why you know i just came out of my mouth and he was in a film department my colleague so he said right uh i don't know about pilot because you have done commerce you haven't done science but yeah. uh, uh you know you always wanted to get into designing photography is not right. very far off from design uh, aesthetics right so and i'm from film department so i do know how to use cameras and stuff like that it's not a big deal like you can learn yeah. and it doesn't take 5 years to uh, you know it's it's not a very long formal training either Right. and uh, it just i don't know something just clicked in my head and i realized that back in uh, bmm when photography was one of my uh, subject i topped it uh, oh. and i never considered it as an option because i was just happy that i got good marks but i never really right. thought of it as an option so i would have failed so yeah sorry i would have failed i would have failed you would have failed <laughs> yeah definitely definitely i would have failed but yeah they they were not great pictures now that i look at it but i think it was just uh, like maybe a little better than the others i guess the others, uh, yeah yeah i mean we clicked i, I got a digicam which was like a 0.8 megapixel sony dig, you know uh, one of those you know handy cams that used to get right, right and right. i'm like i have to shoot a film and i have to do photography so i will do both with this so it was like a 10 15000 rupees uh, you know camera handy cam and i took pictures with yeah. that and they were so bad they couldn't even print a 4 <laughs> by 6 because it's 0.8 megapixel yeah, yeah it it didn't do anything but yeah. somehow you know like i think they managed like it, yeah. managed and, it and it worked out right, so right, right. that that was it i uh, once i had that conversation i went and i spent all my time researching about photography schools and what is the prospect of getting into it as a career and within yeah. a month I was out of that agency I put down my papers and I was out of there. So nice. yeah that was nice. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> wow. And and what like you you did you did you did you work with someone initially did you or did you just try try like or did you just freelance and 
you know just just get the ropes on your you know on your own or did you No a lot of things or... happened I mean my dad was pretty used to me coming every one month and saying dad I want to be a copywriter dad I want to be a graphic <laughs> designer dad I want to be I've a fashion designer so my dad was pretty used to that and mm-hmm. um, I was contemplating between couple of things one of the options was interactive media there was a course in Australia Right. and uh, because graphic designing was not working out i was right. uh, looking at that as an option because it seemed pretty interesting it was a mixture of design and technology right. uh, but uh, fortunately or unfortunately just during that time australian students were facing a lot of racism yes yes so it was a very big thing back then you know like yes. couple of kids were killed and some committed suicide it was a really bad situation yeah, so yeah. my in fact my friend actually came back from one of those like yeah yeah a lot of people that i knew they they yeah. just gone and they came back left everything right. So my dad right. is like uh, go anywhere in the world but not Australia. <laughs> so right. I was like wow this is just like brilliant. Uh because yeah, and wow. I I tried finding an equivalent course uh, which was similar to the uh, you know course which I was had found in Australia and I couldn't find it anywhere else. Okay. So I was back to square one and that's when I had this conversation and it hit me and I'm like dad I want to be a photographer and he's like okay um figure out all the details about it and where where you will have to go to study and how much money do i have to spend on right, this and right right so very he would parents i must say yeah yeah very very supportive yeah. parents he, they they just uh, they always knew i was creative and my dad was an engineer by degree and right. uh, he sketches really well so he oh, he nice. always had the artistic you know bent right. so uh, that wasn't an issue but uh, the moment i left my job right uh, I don't know why but but I got an offer to be a graphic designer somewhere. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's that, that's something that you wanted to. I mean I really wanted yeah. to. Uh but yeah. uh, by then I had already picked up my camera. I I uh and I just uh, I'd already like fallen in love with photography. Right. Uh, I was horrible at it and I had not really learned anything but right. uh, uh but- But you know what was that first image you know that went that, that that you clicked and then you saw the picture and you said that you saw the image and then you said that it's possible I can do this No that and, that came or, much later or did that, that come much later No that came much later very honestly I think uh, uh, the earlier process was I mean I did a 10 day course in a small college uh, which there was an old professor who taught me how to handle a camera I didn't even have a DSLR Right. Uh, I right. borrowed a friend's camera and professor had one so we used to just I just wanted to I didn't want to spend money on anything that I wasn't sure about. Right. right. So and photography is very expensive to get into. So right. uh primarily that um uh, and once that happened uh I I took up this offer because I'm like I don't want, I knew myself like uh I'm like I'm a confused kid. so i now that graphic designing has come as an option let me get it out of my system for once and for all right you know it's a it's come at the perfect time right so i joined it it was it was it wasn't a hardcore ad agency or anything it was a learning um, like a uh, alternative learning sort of a place where they okay. wanted to do like really simple animation and graphics to teach kids so it wasn't like hardcore advertising stuff right. so i right. could manage it but within like 3 4 days i just knew that graphic designing is not for me and i'm not meant for it right. um i think i just fallen in love with photography by, by then but the good thing was that i worked there for 3 months and recession hit and that yeah. company closed down 
and uh, oh. i oh. but i managed to earn like uh, but that company was paying me three times more than what the ad agency was paying me okay so i managed to earn enough money to buy myself a dslr Oh. So, uh, if you look at hindsight, everything just kind of worked. Uh, just fell into place. No, I, I think it was. Uh, I don't want to call it destiny, or but you can just join the dots of how. Yeah, it, yeah. You know why you were led and how you were led right. to where you had to go eventually. You know, getting into that ad agency, being miserable, talking to the colleague, yeah, and then eventually getting out of there, and then still getting the graphic designing job to know for sure that I don't want to do graphic designing and have enough money to earn my first right. camera. Right. Uh, after that, my dad uh, uh, introduced me to one long lost cousin of mine who was a photographer. I'd never met him in my life. Okay. Um, and I met him, and he kind of guided me to a couple of options. Like, you know, these are the school options in India, and if you want to assist somebody, then uh, there's this photographer that I assisted. So why don't you try? Right. And I that's how I came to know about Rupen Madhwani. Um, right. I had no idea who Rupen was. I just knew two photographers, like. Yeah, uh, Indian photographers. I had no idea about anything about photography, to be very right. honest. Right. Um, and the moment I met uh, Nupain, uh, my interview lasted two hours, and he uh, edited all my uh, very immature flower bird pictures that I had shown him mm-hmm. uh, on Photoshop, and he's like, you know, this is how you should have composed it, and this is how you should have taken it, and see how much of a difference placing your subject here makes to your composition. And I'm like. This is the guy. Right. Um, right. The very next day, I joined him, and uh, I assisted him for a good nine months, and he is my mentor. Right. Um, everything that I know about the vision of photography and composition, I've learned from him. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what like. I think you need that one guiding light, and I think you were lucky to have that at the age of nineteen because I think for me, yeah, it took me four years and a job to understand that this wasn't. You know what I was meant for, right? And then that transition that I had to make, you know, and four years into doing something and then transitioning was quite was quite a right. task. And uh, so I think I think that was that was that was quite nice and you know of that colleague, you know, to actually tell you. Yeah, and but I feel. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it could be from person to person, but I think it, I'm a very instinctive person. Right. I mean, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very meticulous and oh, I'm a planner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hello, fellow Virgo. Hello. I'm <laughs> very instinctive, though. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, no, so no, that insti- I mean, I mean me, yeah. <laughs> instinctive part is not Virgo, but I think Virgos are very organized. They are very meticulous. Yeah. They are yeah. very critical. Uh, critical. So critical. while I, yeah, while yeah. Virgos are like that, I'm very instinctive as a photographer and as a person. So all the biggest decisions of my life, I've taken like on an instinct. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, and one thing I realized, which was really uh, where I real, uh, you know, relied the most on my instinct was, uh, one thing is knowing what you want to do, but the other right. thing is knowing what right. you don't want to do. Right. And I was right. very good at figuring out within like very uh, short amount of time that this is not my passion. You know, like right. uh, yeah, I tried everything in under the sun when it came to advertising, and yeah. I knew very instantly that this is not what I wanted to do. So mm, that's but probably, then you got into photography and that 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 has worked out I mean clearly because you know Yeah I mean, because I liked it instantly yeah, like yeah. it was very instantly yeah. loving you yeah. know like 
you know yeah. i mean i was i was earlier telling my audience like right like right before uh, we started uh, talking that you know how we connected it was through a campaign and how that huh. campaign was totally disastrous but, <laughs> never uh, happened yeah i mean a lot happened and like we maybe shouldn't talk about it but what really was an eye opener for me was huh. that till before that i had dealt with you know the typical digital photographers right like typically digital photographers you know some of whom actually use phone cameras as the primary for their work and right. like, you know like, like you said that you know when you got into photography you didn't know people who were photographers and no. the same thing happened with me when i got into right. the field i was suddenly asked to find photographers but i didn't know who were the right ones and they only told huh. me that okay just look for the ones on you know social media and they right. were a lot of them were were still you know they were digital photographers using phone cameras as a primary correct medium correct right um and and you know like i and then i met you who did you know like you were you were doing hardcore uh you know like proper photography for right. advertisements and and etc and and then right. you know you had moved to digital mediums like maybe right. pinterest or instagram Right. So, so what made you move to these mediums, you know, and how relevant do you think traditional portfolios and websites, you know, how we used to call them mm-hmm. earlier, are now, you know, in comparison to social media? Um. Okay, that's. I mean, there are. It's a couple, lot of part questions, so there are going to be multiple answers. So first of all, I started ten years ago when there was right. zero internet, but not like this. Uh, right. There were website, but not like this. And uh, so I, I mean, there was no option but to start the way I started. You either right. assist somebody. Uh, I also did schooling from Shari Academy, like for two years. I learned photography. So either that, or you could be even self-taught for that matter. Which are, there are a lot of them. Right. But uh, there was no option of being an Instagram photographer because there was no Instagram. Instagram, right. Um, But at the same time, my uh, uh, mentor Nupain, he was uh, going through a transition, or he just had come across the transition where he started as a film uh, photographer mm-hmm. uh, and a large format camera photographer right. to digital photographer. Oh, um, yeah. So um, and even when we used to assist him, he still had his large format camera, but he had modified it to have a digital back. so mm-hmm. there were a lot of pictures that he used to click with his large format camera which was so interesting to um, you know it's it's different it's different from yeah. digital completely right and uh, there were days when we used to sit down and show his transparencies i don't even know if a lot of people know what transparencies are <laughs> so I mean, Yeah, you can tell us like. So there is, I mean, everybody would know uh, the film roles, right? That everybody yeah. is aware yeah. of. It's a yeah. negative. You always call it a negative, right? right. Uh, so it's an inverse. Uh, basically, you have to make a positive of it. A transparency oh. is not, uh, and and your films are black. The transparency right. is transparent, uh, okay. and uh, you don't get a negative. You get a positive. So you don't have right. there is that one step is cut down, uh, uh, but uh, I think the power of transparency and the uh, uh, it used to be more vibrant. I not the right person to talk a lot about transparency because I've never really used them. Right. But um, from top of my head, this is what I can say. And the second thing is that it doesn't give you a lot of uh, leeway. Like your negatives, also you can push okay. and pull in your dark room. But with transparency, right. 
what you get is what you get it's it's fixed right right <laughs> it's it's quite uh, unforgiving that way <laughs> but uh, uh, there is uh, there was a lot of creativity that could be done with transparencies right uh, so he did this entire beautiful campaign with transparencies where he had pre-painted the transparencies uh, and uh, then he took some pictures and painting and i mean I I don't know how much I can explain over a podcast, but I think uh, anybody no, I think, who's I a photographer should look into it. Yeah, good reference point to anyone who's interested in photography to you know learn about. Right. It. So yeah. Yeah, but it's so old school. Like I don't think uh, it it I don't think it exists anymore. anymore. I don't know who processes it anymore. Right. So um, it's it's quite a you know long lost uh, tradition. Right. But. that he went through a transition of uh, being a film photographer to digital photographer and i even though i had learned a little bit of film photography but by by the time i got into photography digital had completely come into the picture like right. nobody was using films anymore and there was photoshop and uh, because i had learned photoshop it kind of came really handy to me right. because um, uh i was really one of the only like he had three assistants and the, i i was the only one who knew knew how to use for, uh, photoshop really photoshop, well right so i used to edit all his images which really helped because that was a good practice for me to do a lot of post processing that's why even today there are so many of my projects even commercial projects that i edit myself right uh I don't love it, but uh, <laughs> it, it's good learning. because I, I think I told yeah. you this like earlier. Like I'm, I'm also still learning how to do basic, uh, basics on yeah. Photoshop because it's interesting sometimes. And uh, I think it's, but it's the thing is have. that everything has come on your phone now. Like um, yeah. everything you need to do is become so simple yeah. and so user friendly uh, that you don't really have to get into a get hardcore into a, yeah. Yeah. Uh, editing software like Photoshop. uh in fact i think photoshop now even have a version on ipad i don't know about phone but i know there yeah, is a yeah, version yeah. on ipad in, in fact uh, photoshop has uh, adobe actually has spark which is uh, social media friendly editing so okay. anyone so yeah. they, anyone who needs to do very basic editing on on right. images or anything they can do it on uh, on that instead of you know using photoshop But Adobe otherwise also has a lot. They have yeah, yeah, uh, Light yeah. Lightroom, which is a phone app now, uh, yeah. and Lightroom is great for color correction. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Lightroom was a very user-friendly software to begin with of right. Adobe that was introduced back in the day, and I used to use it a lot when I used to do wedding uh, photography because I could batch process that 500 pictures of an event, which looked exactly the same and needed the exactly same amount of uh, color correction. Right. Uh, rather than opening one one uh, image on Photoshop and then you know then doing it, yeah. It, yeah it's it it used to drive me crazy and <laughs> when Lightroom happened it was great because you are shooting like some thousand pictures a day for a wedding right. so uh, you know batch processing was just amazing so the evolution of digital from software to hardware uh, uh, and the platform right. you know everything has changed. Right. from the from the time uh, how you are uh, creating it which is your camera and your lenses and uh, mm-hmm. that's one more revolution like everything is getting digitalized you know now you have mirrorless cameras and that's the future yeah, yeah. um uh, 
um and then to your editing software so your entire darkroom came into uh you know the digital space where you could do anything and everything under the sun uh right. manipulation to the level of you can't even imagine um and simultaneously your mediums have changed from billboards and newspaper and magazines to and books to uh everything is instagram and youtube right. and you know so uh Yeah, I mean it's it's been a major uh, as a '90s kid, I've seen it all from yeah, know, yeah. computer yeah, to internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from computers, internet, phone. Uh, I've seen the pre and post of everything. Right, right. So I mean, was advertising, you know, sort of changed in the last, you know, decade. You know, when you know when you started off to now, because you've done a lot of work in that field. Um, so and with digital coming in, how do you think right. that has changed? A lot because I told you I started in advertising on a like on the advertising side, like the agency side, and yeah. uh, back in the day, I mean, one of the uh, last projects that I worked on was uh, Fruity when Fruity was changing their uh, uh, identity from being a green packaging to a yellow yes. packaging, right, right. and uh, they wanted to basically change the target audience from kids to teenagers because everybody who related to to fruity had now grown up right. uh, to teenagers so they right. wanted to change the target audience um and i was part of that and there was so much research uh, you know there was this focus group and i had to go and talk to um you know the focus group and ask them do you like this yellow or this yellow and do you relate to it you had more? to do that I had to do that because I was in the brand planning and the research department right, uh, right. when I was working in an ad agency, right. which was also one of the reasons I hated it because it was such a boring job. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, it took us six months to do that research, and based on that research, the design team designed, redesigned the entire packaging. Right. Uh, and then there was another team which was also doing focus groups for understanding the target audience and then developing because you're changing not just a brand you're changing a brand which so so much nostalgia yeah. that it's a risk it's a very big risk of changing your packaging because people recognize fruity by the packaging right so moment you change it uh, there is a huge risk of what if people don't connect with it right um so it it took a lot of time and like almost a year for them to move on wow. now yeah now if i look uh, i don't i mean i haven't worked in an ad agency since a decade now but i really don't think uh, people are spending so much time, time yeah. on uh, doing any of that uh, you know i get a call like a day before the shoot and they are like ye kal shoot karna hai right. so uh, and i'm like but what about the concept and we like oh we have bunch of imagery we'll we'll uh, shoot on a white background and then uh, we'll we'll figure it out and we'll make some gifs and we'll do some you know creative content for instagram right. we'll <laughs> ask them to say a few lines like there is no uh, some of it is interesting yeah. some of it feels disconnected but the problem is that people it's it's uh this is very weird game of uh, producing a lot of content really fast mm. because the recycling time and the shelf life of any uh, anything that you create is so small yeah. and so limited yeah. uh that it's going to be forgotten tomorrow exactly um uh, so not even tomorrow like uh, in a few hours it's as good as uh, yeah a few hours or few scrolls and 
it's gone but do you think that's uh, a brand challenge or that's a challenge from the consumer side because uh both 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 right <laughs> both yeah. both completely because it's so difficult for a brand to stand out nowadays yeah. and to create something which is going to remain in the like pehle na we used to have the something called as a reoccurrence of or uh, basically like if you're creating a jingle they would always ask hey, does this have any um, recall value right. sorry recall right. recall is the word right. i don't think it's relevant anymore right. uh, because how can you have a recall value on something uh, which is a one minute uh, or a one post on instagram exactly. with an audience which has a uh, attention of a goldfish yeah. so uh, and now compare it to any of the jingles earlier like nirma and bajudanti we, we, we yeah. still remember they were were the greatest yeah. uh, jingles in the world not really like uh, if you really think about it and if it had been produced today do you really think you're going to remember hema sushma <laughs> reema you won't right, right, right. Uh, but you remember them primarily because uh, it used to be that ad went on for years yeah. like viko bajradanti changed their their ad this year uh with alia bhat which was a big fail but yeah. um uh, i have only have a recall value of viko bajradanti that's it that's that's the jingle that, that comes, comes into my mind, mind. and yeah. i think every single indian knows thanks to them playing it in the theater all the time yeah. uh so Uh, if you're playing it for 20 years right. uh, you know every every film that you go to watch and it's there yeah. and every time television is on and at that time there were very like there was only doordarshan and you only have limited breaks and if you play these jingles people are going to remember true, it true uh, i mean i i tell me i remember the vodafone one that's the last one i can remember yeah. that's how old that's how like far back I, i'll have to think you know the one with the dog and the hutch uh, one yeah. that that's when when it was yeah, a hutch that was not even yeah, vodafone it was hutch <laughs> the hutch puppy the exactly. pug that's how old that's how old that yeah is. yeah i yeah i don't uh, i don't think i remember any of even if they are good you know what's the problem uh, even now if something really good comes mm-hmm. up because you're consuming so, so much content, much content yeah. uh, it's really difficult for your brain to uh, register something and remember something right right uh, that's one big problem even if it is good uh, i think the good would be like oh you remembered it for a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like I, i seriously believe no, so I, because i, I do I, yeah, I that's that's the shelf life of a really good ad or a really good movie also for that right. matter like but, but you um, know i mean when when i when i think of this situation you know i also think that okay earlier maybe say i mean Say there were ten brands. Now there are fifty brands, and okay, fifty uh, brands are now competing again across each other. Like not even like just within hmm. the industry, they're going all, right. all out across each other. And at the same time, right. their messaging is changing every week, every month. Sometimes you know every hmm. other day. So how right. so, you know when it comes to a brand, I think even brands sometimes are confused as to whether. they should just pause and not do something for a while and huh. see whether yeah. the industry stalls or or you know they they feel that you know okay this brand has done something this brand has done something why aren't huh. we doing it? and and that's huh. when i feel that their agency sort of you know gets into a fix because the call huh. straight away comes and says that you know okay you know like my competition has done this why aren't huh. we doing this 
but but do, do they really need it is i mean that's that's a conundrum that i think a lot of bangladeshi are in today i'll tell you it's a very human behavior yeah, problem okay i'll tell you a small yeah. uh, small uh, episode I, i mean it's it's more like a analogy if you want to take yeah. it uh, i was uh, traveling uh, in december i was in europe and uh, we had to catch a train now it's not india right like you have a 6:30 train yeah. and it's going to come and we had already reached the platform by 6 o'clock yeah. so now the train is going to come at 6:30 yeah. and uh, you don't and it was it's really cold and the platform was open and then the the station is is nice and warm mm-hmm. so everybody is inside the station because nobody wants to stand out in the cold right right um, so we are all waiting in the station uh, in the uh, warm area and then this one person decides to go and stand at the platform at 6:15 right uh, and then everybody goes out and stands Stand, there yeah. from 6:15 yeah. because they think for some reason they are going to miss, miss the, the train yeah. but they will not because it's still going to come at 6:30 or maybe you want the seat uh, maybe that's your prize or you know you feel that if you're going to stand there a little before everybody else you yeah. will uh, get the seat and you will get an advantage so because of that one person everybody wants yeah. to line yeah. up even if it's not needed right. Right. <laughs> so i think that's that's pretty much what's happening with all the brands uh and thanks to quarantine i think they finally slowed down i don't think because... they slowed down i think they want they're going crazy at least brands are um, I, i i don't know like not every brand really? not every brand i think you are primarily talking about uh, brands which can find a quarantine angle because everything needs yeah. to be obviously monetized yeah. on uh, you know so quarantine hua to bhi quarantine content bana do to ho raha like there are uh, brands which are uh, doing things yeah. but uh, a lot of my brands which are not into essential goods or uh, things where uh, their distribution is completely stopped right. because it's not part of the essential goods so they cannot be like one of the big brands that i work with is a beverage company right. uh, obviously that's, that's not, not important, important right? um, yeah. so uh, their budgets and marketing budgets have been slashed by 50% this year wow. uh, overall wow. uh, so yeah they would be right because It they makes sense. i mean one, i mean yeah yeah and it's a global brand uh, so they are uh, it's it's not like you are uh, losing money in one country this is a pandemic which is like all across right. the world so it's not like if you losing money in one country you can still do business in the other right. uh, it's shut down everywhere so and they still have to keep rolling the money out for their employees so the overheads have not really gone, gone down, down. Yeah. Uh, so Uh, they are cutting down on marketing budgets because that's the first thing that you do if, if your company your is yeah. <laughs> facing losses. I know, I know. So it's 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 both ways. Uh, and also another very interesting thing that I've heard is that uh, a lot of people which are FM FMCG brands, yeah. they are actually making more money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because because uh, was it you that I was talking with? Yeah. This? Uh, I believe. that they are making money because uh, they are spending less money on marketing mm-hmm. and production uh, no 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 not me not no me. somebody else okay something else yeah okay yeah. Uh, no so basically the deal is that uh, um, there are a couple of things like 
the company is still selling a lot of goods right. because they are essential goods so they are still making money right. but uh, they they are not using offices everybody right. is working from home right. so uh, believe it or not even just spending money on electricity and running a yeah. big uh, multi story building across india or globe is has come yeah. down one two uh, while you are still marketing but uh, i have friends who are um, producing uh, low budget uh, tvcs and digital right. ads for them right. Uh, where they are shooting the neighbors yeah. and home hey, and this, this uh, stock yeah, footage yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, because of that uh, the uh, the overall making of an ad has come down to nothing from a tvc which can uh, you know probably cost you a crore yeah. is now going to just cost you couple of lakhs that's primarily just your people like a cameraman and a director maybe right. and an editor which will be what max like 2 3 lakh rupees so you're saving so much, so much money. money on production yeah. and it still works if the uh, because you're you're one of the few ones which is creating something new in during quarantine right. and uh, it still gets the eyeballs and instagram is a much easier uh, media space to buy compared to television or billboards yeah much cheaper as well uh, much cheaper yeah much cheaper uh, so but, but there you go but you know like when 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 i look at brands you know who work with uh, these i mean instagram is for example okay i mean i right. i feel like uh, sometimes brands don't really um, understand the kind of you know Instagrammer or influencer, you know, I'll, I'll say influencer or content creator, for example, hmm, to right. work with. You know, they don't really marry yeah. the brand uh, no. message with the person. You know how? Uh, yeah, that's been a problem. <laughs> We have faced that yeah, too quite have, a lot have, of times. Have you personally faced that? You know, because I mean, I know you hmm. have because I was part of one of them. Right. <laughs> right. Well, guys, I hope you've been enjoying our our first episode of Vatalap with Riddhi Parekh. Uh, we decided to take a short break here and uh, split the episode into two. Actually, um, we'll we'll be we'll be releasing the next episode next week, and let's see what Riddhi has to say to my question and more questions that uh, I had for her. Uh, I hope you had a great time listening to this, and uh, let me know what your feedback was, what you liked. If you had any questions for Riddhi. uh tune into her instagram channel riddhi underscore parekh riddhi with a double d uh to follow her work to follow her stories and to follow her on instagram live because she's doing a lot of those these days and actually talking about photography and the art of photography so yeah yeah have a have a great week um and uh, hope you've had a good weekend good night goodbye mm-hmm.